Hey, girl. Hey. Sorry, I'm like shifting around in my yeah. chair. It's like, I was <laughs> just checking where we're recording, yep. but we are. We are. Hey. Hey, everyone. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day you're listening to us. Hello, hello. We're here in your room and we are talking to you about pop music. Yes, we are. I'm Paul Andreas and this is the lovely... Becky Gerrans, bitches. (laughs) And we've made it to episode four in our series about Little Mix, who we love. We absolutely do love them. We still love. Still love. On episode four, we're still living for Little Mix. (laughs) Will this continue? Who knows? I hope you've enjoyed... Our thoughts on Get Weird, on Salute, on DNA. And today we're on album number four, which is Glory Glory Days. Days. Yes. So Glory Days came out in November 2016. It sold 90,000 copies in its first week in the UK and went straight to number one. Um, Since then, it's gone triple platinum with sales of over 900,000 copies in the UK. Um, It also spent five weeks at number one, making it the longest run at number one since Spice by the Spice Girls in 1996. Also, it has the record for the longest run in the top 40, which was 69 weeks. That's That's crazy. That's amazing. Never stopped selling. That's just, yeah, beyond... This was like another level for them in terms of like sales, Sales wasn't it? stats. Yeah. And of course there were four singles off of this album. So again, this is another album I've been looking forward to talking about. Mm. I wonder how we are going to match on the scoring from. (laughs) So if you've listened to the show before, then you know that we give our scores in Jesse Trout Pouts out of five. Uh, for each episode of Rate My Bop. So, do you want to start? I can do, love. Okay. I was umming and ahhing about this score. I felt like maybe I'd overmarked it. But on, like, looking back at my notes, I don't feel like I did. Because I do have problems with this album. Mm-hmm. But overall, there are so many bangers. I've given it four trout pouts out of five. Okay. So I'm interested. Okay. Because... I feel exactly the same about this album, uh, but I've actually given it 3.5 out of 5. Oh, maybe I've overmarked. Which is funny because in general, uh, so overall for me, I felt this was a very solid album, but I didn't think it was as strong or as good as Get Weird, but the singles were very strong. I felt like this album was them transitioning from girls to women, Mm. which I think in the music industry is quite difficult. It's quite a difficult transformation. Um, And I marked it down because I felt it was too long and could have been shorter and tighter. I felt like it being, as long as it was, it watered down the album. Okay. So, whereas I felt like Get Weird worked from start to finish as a concept, this one, if they'd have really thought about it and gone through and cut the songs that weren't up to the grade, it would have got a much higher score. 
Okay, what I think that's a fair, fair I'm point. Take a slurp of my tea, love. <laughs> so I think the reason I did really like this album was that it just feels like it's an upgrade. It feels like... I don't think it was as good as Get Weird in terms of how much I related to it, how much I loved the songs, but in terms of just their overall kind of production and their yeah. vocals, and yeah. it all felt like it had this shiny gloss to it. Definitely. Which and it was, was kind of upgrade. missing from the other albums. Yeah. Um, it feels like they're becoming more mature, they're growing into women, they're getting more empowered, they're becoming stronger. They know who they are. They know more. who they are. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was just more modern and it was cool. Um, and yeah, this was all the positive points that I have about this album. The one thing which I do feel like maybe I should should reflect my score a bit more, but I kind of overlooked it. I feel like they became too sexual on this album. I know I sound like a super granny when I say this no. because, um, you know, I'm I'm all for, like, women embracing their sexuality and all of this, but I felt like it was a bit too try-hard here. Like, they were tr- like that whole thing that happens when young girls in the industry kind of feel they have to grow up really quickly and I think they'd had this, like, dorky, cute, fun moment with Get Weird and now they were trying to sort of be like, look, we're women, we're singing about sex, we're sexual. And it was just, it felt like every single song was kind of a- about that and I felt like because of that, somehow they lost that other side of their identity. It was like they were trying too hard to be too mature a, a little bit and some of the lyrics I was like, ooh, Oh gosh, if I was like a had an eight year old daughter who was listening to this, I'm not sure if I would like approve of the messages. Yeah. Whereas with all of their other albums, like I felt like the messages were so strong and so empowering. And here it felt a bit more like, hey, we're just gonna be super sexual. Yeah, I think I, I completely get that, and I think this is where it's very difficult transitioning from a girl into a woman. Yeah, because the thing is, in real life, at this stage. They're like 23, like 24 when this album come out. And let's be honest, at this stage in all of our lives, I mean, I was married by the time I was 24. And you are a different person to who you were even five years ago. Yeah, of course. And the sexual side of it, in your 20s, you do start feeling more comfortable in your own skin. And you do. And they're sexy girls, of course. They are. They're gorgeous. And and they why shouldn't you? Yeah. look to that but this is where i mean this is their biggest selling album i just despite didn't want the fact to it's feel, not their best album i feel like i don't want little girls to look up to the, like up until this point little girls would look up to little mix and be like oh my god i can be myself i've got these empowering messages with this whole album and aesthetic it was like oh i can be sexy like little mix i and think it shocked people yeah but it, they still looked great and they still looked gorgeous. And I don't yeah. want to sound like a prude or like anything no, like and that. and it's still all about empowering, empowering women. Yeah, in a different but kind of more mature way. This was, this was a risk for them and they might have lost some of those fans, but they probably gained a whole new load. I mean, guys might have been looking at them for the first time and thinking, actually, Little Mix are hot. Yeah, like, whoa, Little Mix, they are now, like, yeah. I think they're crossing over. Their fan base might have crossed over a little more on this album. I think maybe they they needed to do it as well for themselves. It's obviously, like, something they needed to do in order to then move forward. Yeah, for their own identity's sake. mm. But they were probably well aware that it's a different kettle of fish to get weird. But then if they'd made a get weird 
to would that have it wouldn't have been they had to do something different and they had and this was different it was still them yeah but it was more modern and i think that's why ultimately despite my reservations about that side of it i did think it was the right move for them and it was like it was so slick and i love the fact they started to bring in more rappers like around this time wasn't it like machine gun kelly and yeah um, was it stormzy who was stormzy Stormzy. Yeah. yeah and it's when they started to like suddenly they weren't just like the kid band anymore they were the yeah. grown-up band in the charts with they all of the diversifying yeah. a bit yeah and i think that that's that was cool like it was all a, like upgrading them more so in terms yeah. of an album that did the right thing for them i think glory days a did difficult that. move but a good move i think so for longevity yeah and i think after this then they probably will get back to more of their other side of it but for this particular moment they needed to have this the sexy mature like side of themselves out there yeah uh what did you rate as your favorite song on the album so my favorite song my favorite single um it was a toss-up for me between um power mm-hmm. and no more sad songs mm-hmm. those are two those are the two they were like the later singles and i actually they were the, actually the two of my favorite singles but i feel like power had the edge for me i absolutely love that song power mm-hmm. and that was to me like sexual in an empowering way yeah um and i love it i love both versions another version with a rap another version that they just had on the regular album mm-hmm. um it's got an amazing melody it's really empowering and strong and you can walk along listening to it on your headphones and just be like yeah 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 so it was that kind of song for me yeah and my comments on power was that i loved it i loved the video again the video was is that with the drag queens yeah the Stormzy remix is so sexy and Um, I love Stormzy's like how he's like saying like his rap is talking about and it's very men and women and fem and uh, being feminist and you you know it's really good and a boss I've quoted the lyrics you can be a woman and a boss and wear the trousers his rap in it is very supported yeah supportive of women um they and and from an area of music that doesn't often cross over cross in into that, that way, side of things, so I thought it was very he was, clever. I really loved Stormzy, and that. it's made me like him. I'm yeah, not a I love Stormzy of him because of his feature in this song. Yeah, loved his lyrics in the rap. I felt like they sing so hard on this song. Yeah, with attitude, but it suits them so much. They're just the the you know the vocals. They're absolutely just throwing everything down in this song and leaving it on the table. Yeah. And they just don't give a about anyone or what anyone thinks. This is them in their element. There's letting Powerful. loose, aren't they? Letting, letting their vocals completely shine. It's funny you said no more sad songs because I picked that as my favourite. Really? It's a great song. I th- I felt like this is one of those songs where you're crying through the heartbreak, which people talk about this a lot with Robin's music, where it's like... an sort of a breakup vibe to it and an acknowledgement of it but it's like you're moving forward through it and I think those types of songs can quite easily end up quite cheesy and corny yeah and I felt this was very cool I put crying through the heartbreak pretty tears because it's got a very sort of stripped back beautiful melody in this song you can always imagine like a lovely acoustic piano version of it or yeah, something like that you're, yeah. you're spot on actually with the Robin vibes I never really it's very that. understated but mm. it's I've put ultimate breakup anthem and it's so sincere the lyrics in this song and I love the Machine Gun Kelly rap obviously they've got a version with or without mm. again 
he's not very well known in the UK. He's bigger in the US. So maybe that was a way of them crossing over in the US. Yeah. But his rap was relevant to this song, unlike the Touch remix, which I absolutely hate. Oh, really? Which Kid Cudi. I haven't heard this. Again, that's on the... It might be the Platinum Edition. Oh, okay. We realised that I didn't listen to the Platinum Edition. I missed some bonus yeah, songs. Yeah, I mean, there's so, they do My so many My bonus song knowledge is pretty terrible this season. But... Um, <laughs> They did a remix of Touch, which again is another. What do you think about Touch? For me, um, it's very fun, it's very urban, and it's very playful. You know, it is memorable. I feel like I'm not that fussed about it. But yeah, when it's on, I enjoy of... when it's on I enjoy it. But it's just to me, touch could be anybody singing that song. It's just yeah. very generic and it's like really good and it's a solid track, but I, I don't know what it is they about. Did a it. Remix with Kid Cuddy, which yeah, that's kind of made me not enjoy it as much. And mm. his rap is terrible on it. Like the lyrics do not match up with the song at all. And that's when I feel like now they're being advised, right, you need to feature a rapper yeah. to cross They're being over. crowbarred in now. Yeah, and it I hate it work. when it, like, loses the song from, like, having the rapper. Like, I felt like the rap... Because I really loved the, the versions of Power and No More Sad songs as they were. And yeah. I thought, oh, no, the rap version. But both those rap versions, I think, Actually elevated the song. Yeah, yeah, they did. And now when I hear the ones without them, I'm like, oh, I missed the rap. If you listen to the Tatry mix, you would feel the complete opposite. Oh, really? I need to listen. Yeah, because it's not relevant. It's just not relevant. I hate it when they just drop them in. And you can tell they just recorded it in, like, a booth a million miles away and don't even know anything about the song and just wrote, like, a random bar of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think as well, putting Touch as the second single, which even though it did really well, it was a top five. It was a big, like, I, that was the it song was that hit. people, like, oh, that was the song that got requested, like, at my Hendy. Like, that was the song that I think yeah. general public, kind yeah. of general people were talking about it and liked it. It was on the radio and it was just, like, one that was really cool and everyone liked it. Yeah, it went down well with the fans. I, I didn't really like the message. I just felt it was a bit like I don't really connect with those super sexy songs. Mm-hmm. Like I just think that they're boring. They, they unless you're gonna have like for me, Power is a song about sex, but it's in a really interesting, cool, intelligent way. But Touch yeah. is just a bit more just there. Again, so. it's them, I suppose, shedding their skin and yeah. they're breaking into a more urban audience. The acoustic version of Touch is beautiful, mm. though. Um, and again, Leanne really shines vocally. They, but I've that heard one. that one. Their vocals are really like pretty it, on that and one, and that makes me think, oh, it is a good song. Yeah, maybe more. I'm not giving it enough credit. Sometimes shout out production. to my ex. We need to talk about that song. We do. If, I do love shout out to my ex. So do I. I don't know why. I just didn't see it as like to me. It wasn't as strong as Black Magic or like Get Weird or those songs. It felt like a song from that era, like a Hangover from that era. But to me, it wasn't quite as strong. Even though I do really like it, I love it. And when I first heard it, I was almost like laughing to myself because the lyrics, obviously, that Perry saying, you know, whether they were about Zane or not, yeah, you know. <laughs> It was funny. At the it time was, it came out, it was like, And yeah. it's an element to Little Mix that I really like, where sometimes they're so t- tongue-in-cheek with their lyrics, and you think, oh, it's blatantly about that. But at the same time, it could not be. Um, yeah, I love their sense of humour when it comes to... Love their sense of humour when it comes in. Yeah. yeah. 
And I thought the video with them in the car and everything was really... You were like, oh, wow, Little Mix are back when they released that single. Yeah. And I remember them performing that on X Factor and feeling like, wow, they've really upped it a gear in the performance stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like Simon Cowell must have been absolutely rubbing his hands together at this stage in their career because I don't really think anyone thought that they would get to this point from what they were doing on X Factor. There was definitely the potential there, but like with so many people we've seen on these talent shows, just because you've got talent, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to cross over to being successful. Yeah. Um, And there's so many talented people that don't make it. I think Little Mix are very good at picking and choosing when not to and when to take advice. Yeah. Um, And I think that's probably why they're on to album number five at Mm -hmm. the moment. Maybe some of the other X Factor contestants aren't successful because they've not managed to walk the line of staying true to who they are, but also being commercially successful, I think. Lit Mix have listened to the fans and the label about yeah, which song. you're really right there. They haven't lost their personality, I don't they think. Haven't. Even though it's like had ebbs and flows, yeah. overall it's that thing which is uniquely them, which makes them so different from every other band. And mm-hmm. every album, even the ones which are weaker, has had that in it. Yes. And they haven't lost it. And perhaps if they'd over-listened to the labels, they might have lost it. But mm-hmm. I think like they've got uh, that connection with their fans and they give the fans what they want and that's like what set them apart. Ultimately, what, yeah, what is going to make you mm. have longevity, isn't it? Um, for me, the reason why I've not scored this so high is because there are songs I would skip through on this album. Okay, so what's your least um, favourite? My least favourite... Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I've got to be honest, there's a few I would skip through. Okay, um, let's talk talk me through and I'll see if they match with my least favourite. Okay, so F you. I think it's funny and I love the doo-wop theme again, but I think it's forgettable. I kind of agree with that. I do like F.U. And, the, and I like the tongue-in-pop humour again. I think, actually, the whole but, album had... It overdid that 50s doo-wop thing. I think it like is a bit of a novelty thing for them and they did it too much in this album. So, yeah. yeah I, um, it's a little bit annoying, that song, if you hear it too many times. But it is funny and cute and, and it's like a really catchy... could be like a library song or something. It's nice, <laughs> yeah, but... That, if they'd cut it, it would have been a tighter album. Do you reckon? Down and Dirty. Um, <gasps> I love that. was almost one of my Under the Radar songs. Really? Yes. See, we're international divas, but started, started out, out making, making your pieces. pieces. That's my favourite lyric I on the album. <laughs> great lyric. I was put, that is great lyric. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's the worst no, lyric. No, <laughs> it's a great lyric. I love that. But the song doesn't go anywhere, and I felt like it was such a shame that the lyrics are so on it. Okay, I get you. But there's no... It was all two on one level I do get what you're saying with that. I love... I do just love the vibes of it, like, down and dirty. It's, like, very tribal. You Mm -hmm. can just, like... It's, again, like, a Walking Along to Work album song. I love it. That's, like, if they're doing their stage show, that's the one where they're getting ready and they've got choreography going on on the stage. Oh, I love Down and Dirty. I get what you're saying about the one note thing, though. It doesn't, like, break out into a massive chorus or anything like that. So I do get that. Yeah. Um, Nobody Like You. 
I have love for the simplicity of the song, but the and the vocals are emotive and land hard, but it's still not memorable for me. Mm. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't sing it to you now, and it's one of the most recent ones I've listened to. Okay. Uh, private show. I see what they're trying to do with the song, and they're trying to make it. it for me, it's almost like a copy of Finesse by Bruno Mars and Cardi uh, B. Private show is on my love but, list, on my love like a love private show. I really, really love that song. Like, so I, sassy. Yeah. So maybe I, our scores, like maybe me overmarking it, I did like it more than you. Like, like I'm getting these vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the song, but Finesse as a song is way better than this. Yeah, I get so you there. I'm just drawing comparisons to that. Um, what about you? What would you say is your... My least favourite was Nothing Else Matters because I just don't remember it. I never remember anything about that song. <laughs> and when it played, I was like, I really like this one. And now I it's can't so even tell I can't even tell you what it goes. Nothing what it, what... else matters. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. It's so understated. Do you know what it is? I think it was the wrong song for Little Mix. I think that that song wasn't right for them. I think I was just imagining if Nothing Else Matters was like with some like amazing Disney star in like a big movie or something mm-hmm. and brighter and not sort of trying to be so urban I think I would really love it as a song because yeah. the so- the melody's really pretty it's nice but it's something so catchy doesn't... when you listen to yeah. it you don't remember I it. don't remember no, it and I, and I think it's because it's the wrong kind of production and the ro- I don't think that Little Mix was a band for it yeah Again, that was it's a, a good song. song. That was a promo song for oh, the was album it? that came out before. Ah. Um, so that's your worst one. What about um, favourites other than obviously your So fav- my under the radar, like one of my best tracks on the album is mm-hmm. Freak. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's got hook after hook after hook. I love it. I think it's so great. I think it probably should have been a single. Well, no, actually, it wasn't as good as the singles, but if they were going to have another single afterwards, it should have been Freak. Yeah. I put love this sassy ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, my under the radar one was uh, oops. Okay, yeah. I put very catchy. Surprised it wasn't a single. Maybe it's because it was too similar to Marvin Gaye because it featured yes. Charlie Poof. Yes, who I love him. I think he's awesome. I think he's a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like on this song is where I really noticed how much Perry's voice has matured. Yeah. Um, and I love the key It's really catchy. You find yourself like singing it along. But yeah. Again, it's in that whole like the 50s do Almost so like maybe. novelty songs and I like yeah. them but there was just too many of them. But yeah. it's, I think having Charlie Pete again, smart move with the whole US crossover audience. Yeah. And he's a good match not. for them in terms of like a duet partner. It was. It's a cute song. I like it. It's a it. cute song. Um, the other one I have to shout out, which kind of follows with your theme that you started off with for the album, um, of maybe about the content, the sexual content. Um, Are you going to say beat beat? I'm going to say beat beat. Those lyrics just like make me cringe. (laughs) I love the lyrics and it shows humour. Again, I felt like it was Adidas part two. It's very funny, but I wondered how the mums felt. Like, if they perform that in a show and it's mums with their daughters... I just think it went too too far. I think it's... 
it's but like the lyrics are funny and it is a really catchy song i like it but we're like oh some of the lyrics are just like can't remember it's like do me on the hood or something isn't it it's like yeah, goes proper it goes, proper there. goes there it goes yeah. there and it's like i think that it was just as subtle as a brick they should have if they had made it more suggestive and innuendo and less like as just vile as it was yeah. i think it would have been better yeah i don't i do like it but i think i don't think that like say with the whole like mums and daughters i was yeah. like oh i feel like it's they should have made central. it like a bonus track or something they did for a laugh like i don't feel like it fit yeah i feel like um so for this one you did did you listen to the deluxe or you're not sure yes oh by the way before we go on to deluxe i have to give a shout out to you got a knot as well yeah megan trainer wrote that yeah and um and i think that's a great song the only thing is i feel like it's a little bit like gender like the, the message of it it's like be a man and men should do this and women should do that and I felt like that was a bit of a dated message for someone like Little Mix who usually is really like spot on with all their like yeah do you know what I mean am yeah, I being too I like snowflakey about this no I liked it <laughs> I thought it was funny I thought it was nice and chilled but and I loved the Alyssa tongue pop in this did you hear it <laughs> I don't know if I did no there's a tongue there's a I'm gonna sit out for the tongue pop in it um but yeah, moving on to like the deluxe version. Yeah. The, basically, oh. what I want to say is I felt then, other than the CNCO reggaeton letter, mm-hmm. which is so sexy. Um, was that a number one? It wasn't a number one, but it was top five over here. And for me, I felt like it's one of the Spanish crossover songs that actually really landed well with that sort of crossover audience. That song just, like, washed over me. It washed over you. Yeah. Um, I think it's really summery. I mean, it was a big hit for them. Yeah. Whereas I felt like with Despacito, when that came out and loads of people quickly rushed to do a Spanish-English song, Little Mix kind of... I felt like they're jumping on the bandwagon, but I liked what they did. A lot of the other ones that came out didn't even hit the charts, didn't yeah. go anywhere. It was one, so yeah, it was one it that was, landed. It was one that landed. Other than that, the rest of the songs on the deluxe, for me, weren't needed. The one that I really like, because um, I downloaded them on iTunes, was the, the deluxe, um, mm-hmm. was, after hearing it on Spotify, was, Is Your Love enough I just I don't know what it was it was kind of a bit yeah. Latin and cool and I said I love I like this that one. one good Spanishy vibes yeah I liked that very understated so I feel we've been talking like for 25 minutes about 25 this album minutes. yeah we need to wrap Let's this wrap up wrap it up girl Let's wrap it up I'm just looking to see if there's any more like uh, just things that I need to just state did you know that Emma Nike did touch I just have a I did I didn't realise did, that I I'm a big fan of Emma I know you love him and I did like the production on touch I have nothing else to say other than <laughs> good solid album uh you know, album number four, over, well, nearly a million copies sold is an amazing feat. So let's see whether Little Mix managed to follow it up with their new album. LM5. Which we will be reviewing in our next episode tomorrow. 
And will we talk for 25 minutes and beyond about LM5? Oh, you have to tune in and find out. Who knows? <laughs> will we survive the episode? I've, I've got this feeling that we're going to have clashing thoughts about this. <laughs> I feel like you're going to hate this album. I because think you're going to be right. You're like... <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, well, tune, tune in, in for a controversial out. episode tomorrow. Yeah. See you then. Come through, Queens. Bye. Boo. <laughs>